Here's another inspiring message from Northside Community Church, Sydney. I kicked off this series by asking the question, why would one follow Jesus? We appreciate the fact that Jesus is our saviour, the one who, who died and took the penalty for our sin and to offer us the gift of eternal life. We, we celebrate that every week in the communion elements and we'll do so after this message. But, you know, there's so much more to Jesus than just offering us the gift of eternal life. He actually gives, wants to give us life here and now. See, following Jesus in this life is incredibly exciting. And I think we miss out if we only accept Jesus as our saviour. I think if we, can, if we can discover the reality that he's actually worth following, it'll, it'll transform our life and the way that we live. And there are, there are testimonies right across the auditorium this morning who would testify to the way that Jesus has radically changed the outlook on their life, the way that they do life, what's important and what's not important. And so we discovered that Jesus is the way. And I talked about two weeks ago the way that um, who we follow shapes the way that, our, that we live our life. And when you look at the life of Jesus, his way was incredibly different, very different to the religious people of his day. And his way was the way of love. And we discovered that the way of love is, 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 is an unrushed approach to life. Because we can't love in a hurry. So being attentive to people and slowing down enough to be present with people is the way that we see Jesus embracing a life of love. Last week we explored truth, that Jesus is the truth, that he came to testify to the truth. That by holding on to the truth and knowing the truth, we are set free. Free from what? Free from building our life on falsehood, on that thin crust of falsehood that our world tries to sell us. But we can build our life on truth that counts. And today we're going to be exploring life. That Jesus is also the life. He wants to offer us the experience not only of eternal life when this life ends, but he wants us to experience life in the here and now. Truly life. I've got a mate at, um, at home and whenever I, uh, often when I say to him, how are you going? He'll say, living the life. You know, he'll just come back, just come back from a surf or something and he'll like, living the life. And I just, I just love it. He just is full of life. Um, but I think us Aussies resonate with that. We, we, we love long weekends, right? What are you guys doing here? <laughs> hey, did, you, did your Airbnb like fall through or something? Um, go away. Go away for the weekend and enjoy life. We, we love the long weekend, the land of the long weekend. Um, a number of years ago, wow, maybe 15 years ago, uh, I did my first long service leave, a bit like Sam and Kristen are on now. You know, they're, they're in a caravan down in the southwest of Western Australia, um, experiencing a wonderful break, we hope. Well, uh, back nearly 15 years ago, I took long service leave and... Um, I was a little tricky. I, I, I worked out with my elders. I said, how about I take it at half pay and get double the length? And um, they were very, very gracious. And so we went for six months. And we had this plan of uh, hooking up the caravan, because we've done a fair bit of caravanning in our years, and 
doing a lap around the block, as they call it. And I figured it was fairly easy, right? You just got to keep the ocean on the right, head north. And just as long as the ocean stays on the right, I'll end up back home at some point. And so that's what we did for six months. And we, a lot of the time we free camped, found little beaches. And, you know, it was nothing like getting to a spot, finding the right camp spot, unhitching the van, putting the awning out, get the chairs out, barbecue set up ready, go down for a swim, hose off. And then you sit in the chair, crack open a can of Coke or something like that. Um, and, and then say, and then I'd, I'd just say, ah, oh, this is the life. And sometimes the girls would beat me to it, you know. They'd say, I'd, 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 I'd crack open the can of Coke. And, uh, and then they'd say, this is the life, Dad. And I'd say, you bet. Um, just that sense of just being completely relaxed, just enjoying family and adventure. And like, I just couldn't have imagined life here on earth getting any better. You know those times when you've experienced that? What would it be for you? What would it look like? That perfect moment when you just say, this is the life. Jesus wants to offer us life. And as I've thought about life and what, what does it mean to live the life? When he says, I am the life. And I think there's at least five ingredients um, in, for each one of us in living the life. I think we need to have security, intimacy, joy, purpose and peace. I think as I've thought about this, they're the five that I've come up with at least. And they're the five that I'd like to offer you anyway. You see, we need a sense of security, security of security with our surroundings, security for the future. We need a, a sense of intimacy. And what I mean by that is being known and knowing others, you know, loving others and being loved, that sense of being, being intimate with others relationally. Joy, that experience of, of, of enjoyment of, of, of our surroundings. Purpose, the sense of having, a, having meaning in life. And having a purpose to your life, I think, is a really important part of enjoying life. And peace. You know, not living with anxiety and fears, but living with a deep peace. And I think if we, if we can enter a period of life where we are able to experience security, security, intimacy, joy, purpose and peace, I think all those five things were evident for me when I was just like sitting back in that chair, you know, that sense of sense of experiencing life, life to the full. Now, the problem is there's someone who wants to try and remove that sense of life from us. And he's called the enemy. And we read this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus says, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. So this morning, we want to explore what that looks like. But see, the thief comes to steal and kill and destroy our capacity to experience life in the way that God intends for us to experience it. And I think one of the ways he does this, one of the very sneaky ways he does this, is by um, letting us believe that we will only experience life from the things in this world. That we need to look to this world for that experience of life and life to the full. 
But see, the problem is this world is very unstable. In this world, we will face troubles, says the word. It's fickle. And so if you're looking towards this world for your sense of security, well, that's great while everything's going well, while the economy is going up and to the right. But as interest rates drop, how's your uh, retirement savings going? Earnings. <laughs> Not good, is it? How about when the, the stock market hits a, hits a crash? What if, what if it comes back to 3,000 like it did back, back when did that happened? Was it 80? When was it 98? No, 98 got a big hit, didn't it? What if, um, what if you get retrenched? What if your business just doesn't seem to succeed anymore? It's just, the marketplace has just shifted. You see, if we try and gain our sense of security that leads to life from the, the things of this world, if that's where we primarily go to, then what happens when that security goes? How about intimacy? What if your primary need for intimacy is banked in relationships around you in this world? Well, what happens when those relationships sour? You know, as a pastor, I've sat with too many people who have expressed incredible sadness over you know, marriages that have fallen apart, um, estrangement from children, all sorts of relationships that have just gone, gone toxic. But what happens if if our primary need for intimacy is based around the relationships around us and those relationships, for whatever reason, no longer provide that? What if your sense of joy is, is solely reliant on experiences of this world? What happens if we become incapacitated and you know, unable to experience those things that we enjoy doing for recreation and for restoration? What if you're in a season where you just feel like you're not really adding much value to the world. You're not having much sense of making a difference. And what if your peace is completely overcome with, with anxiety and you're finding yourself experiencing panic attacks and you don't know where they're coming from and your peace is just gone. See, if we look to this world primarily for our sense of life, then we risk being incredibly disillusioned and disappointed. And the enemy would try and convince us that we have to experience these things, these deepest needs of our soul to make us feel alive. We need to look to this world to try and, and have those experiences. But Jesus says, I have come, just back, I have come that they may have life. And what he's saying here is that Life is not about experiences, but it's about a relationship. Life, the experience of life is not founded on our circumstances, but it's on a relationship. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. So Jesus is the way, he is the true and he is the life because it's in him that we will actually find ourselves coming fully alive by having those five important needs met in our relationship with him. Now, let's explore that a little more. Let's dig a little more into Scripture and explore the ways in which these five areas um, Jesus meets us in. Well, security. Let's take security first up. 
Well, there's a guy called Zacchaeus who is often preached about because he's a great example. He's a guy who was very wealthy, if we go to the verse. You can read that. Um, he, was, he, he betrayed his own people by becoming a tax collector, which meant you could extort extra taxes from people and you could build up your wealth. And obviously wealth was incredibly important to him. And I, I'm hazarding a guess that probably that's where he was gaining his sense of security from, banking up all this money. Well, Jesus decides to, to go and have some time with Zacchaeus. He says, let's go and have a meal at your place. Let's get to know one another. Well, Zacchaeus comes to know Jesus and his life is completely transformed, as you can see. All of a sudden, his security has shifted from, from money to Jesus. And so, and so money doesn't have this hold on him anymore. So all of a sudden, he could say things like, here and now, I give my half of my possessions to the poor. I don't, I don't need those things because that's not where my security is. And then I like this next one. I reckon tongue in cheek. He said, if I have cheated anybody out of anything, <laughs> you mean everybody out of everything, I'll pay back four times the amount. Now, them's words of someone who doesn't have their primary security in money, right? Otherwise, they'd be freaking out saying that. You see... Jesus provided the security that Zacchaeus longed for. And it came through a relationship with him. That's why Jesus says, don't worry about your life, what you'll eat or drink or about your body, what you'll wear. It's not life important than, than clothes and, and your body more important than food, you know. He says, don't worry about your life. Intimacy. Well, there was a woman, a Samaritan woman who was drawing water one day and Jesus as he was walking along, realised that she was someone who was desperately seeking intimacy, that sense of being known and knowing others, being loved and loving others. And so she sought this through a series of relationships. In fact, she had five husbands and was, was now with her sixth. See, we all have a desire to be fully known and fully loved. Fully known, yet fully loved and it's transforming when you meet someone who actually gets to know you fully and completely so often we'll we'll hold back you know 30 percent or 20 percent that last 10 percent is really hard to give up to let people really in but if you've experienced this in a human relationship and not everyone does the ability to be fully exposed to another person, completely, 99.999%, and yet be accepted and loved, is transforming. It's something we all yearn for. And in Jesus, we discover someone who does. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love, says Jesus. To be fully loved by Jesus and accepted transforms our life. Joy. I think joy is a part of living life, life to the full. And who's a great example? 
I reckon the prodigal son's not a bad example. Someone who just wanted to get out and party and experience everything that he could possibly experience in life. And so he needed some cash for this, worked out a plan, got his early inheritance, um, went off to the city with pots of dough and lots of exciting opportunities ahead, right? He wanted to experience everything. I just imagine this guy just, you know, going online and just booking everything, every concert that was on. Um, he just wanted to experience everything. What does it say? Um, they squandered his wealth in wild living. I went on Red Balloon just to see what sort of things you could do in Sydney at the moment. If you want to just go and squander your wealth in Sydney, just to experience joy, well, you can do, uh, you can do jet boating, helicopter rides, bridge climb. You can do high ropes courses, trike tour, a V8 race car driving, skydiving, and even virtual reality escape rooms are online today. You see, seeking, seeking joy primarily through experience. There's nothing wrong with seeking joy. All those things are fantastic, and it's, it's a great way to celebrate life. I'm not saying that they're not. But if we're primarily looking towards experiences for joy, then what we'll find ourselves is running from one experience to the other and never being satisfied, always being discontent. So we've always got to go to the next model vehicle or the next, you know, oh, bungee jumped 111 metres, I need a bungee jump 250 metres. So let's go to China and do that. Um, this world has got lots of opportunities to experience joy, yes. But there is a deeper joy that Jesus offers us. Though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. For you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your soul. Who doesn't want to be filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy? See, Jesus says, I am the life. And I believe he is. Because he is the one who offers us a relationship through which we can experience security and intimacy and joy and also purpose. And we all need a sense of purpose in life. Paul, um, before he became a Christian, before he became a Christ follower, was, it was called Saul. And he was driven by a purpose. And you know what that purpose was? Persecuting Christians, throwing them in the lion's den, getting them into jail. And so he was driven by purpose. Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He had a purpose to jail these, these Christians, these heretics. We all need purpose. Yesterday we um, went to a cafe for, uh, for breakfast and... There's a guy that, uh, that I know on the Central Coast called Luke. He's, he's really good at establishing cafes and just runs incredible cafes. And uh, he's, uh, he's, he's opened up a new one about a year ago and it's just, it's, it's enormous. And he's got, it's, it's like an Alexandra headland, Alexandra, Gardens of Alexandra type place. It's got pigs and all this stuff around it. It's an amazing place. And, um, and we went there and I was talking to Luke and I said, How's business going? He said, Oh, yeah, really good. But, you know, Andrew, I'm looking at selling. I said, Why are you selling? It's going so well. Look at it. The place is packed. He said, Yeah, I know, but I, 
I want to try and find something that has a bit more meaning. I'm just a bit over just running businesses and cafes. I want to look for something that's got a bit more meaning to it. And he's not a, he's not a Christian God that I know of. But it's just interesting that people, they're looking, they're looking for purpose and meaning. And I think we need that in order to fully experience life and life to the full. And so we find Paul being transformed through his relationship with Jesus. And then he writes to, to young Timothy. In a large house, there are articles not only of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay. Some are for noble purposes and some for ignoble. If a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes. Who does want to be an instrument for noble purposes? Made holy, set apart, useful to the master and prepared to do any good work. See, he writes this to a young leader like Timothy because that's his own journey of, of trading this, this purpose for, of persecuting Christians to, to the purpose of contributing towards God's work. Noble purpose, useful to the master. See, Jesus gives us a sense of purpose in life. And no matter our capacity, abilities, skills, age, that's the beauty of the church in such a mixture of our congregation today. You know, every person has a destiny of purpose. No matter who you are, you have the capacity to contribute to the bigger story, the kingdom of God. Lastly, peace. A great example is the disciples who found themselves uh, worried in a storm in a boat. Lord, save us. We're going to drown, they said. There's plenty of reasons why we might be given over to anxiety. I read this week um, that in Australia, the number of kids taking medication for anxiety or depression has tripled over the last decade. Kids taking medication for anxiety has tripled over the last 10 years. Now, I just wonder what that says about us as a nation. I mean, maybe it says that we're just over-medicating. Maybe, that, maybe that's all it is. Or maybe it's something deeper. Maybe we're not raising resilient kids. I don't know. Maybe anxiety is becoming rife. You know, there's, you know, there's, a new, there's always new anxieties now that are being listed. Have you heard of nomophobia? Nomophobia. It's a thing. You can go to a psychologist and get treated for nomophobia. And it's telephone separation anxiety. <laughs> nomophobia. If you're more than three metres away from your phone, you start to get anxious. Huh? Come on. Who's felt that? Just a little bit. <laughs> you know? Where's my phone? Where do I put it? Nomophobia. We now have therapists that are treating Telephone separation anxiety. The, the list goes on. Jesus says, well, well, Peter writes, sorry. Paul writes to the Philippians. I will get it right. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. 
and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know, Jesus offers us a peace which transcends nomophobia and every other phobia. See, Jesus came to give us life and give, it, give us life to the full. Well, what does it look like? I don't want to just leave it as a statement of, of life to the full and let's go work out what it looks like. I think actually there are some tangible things that it can look like. And I think as I've just been thinking about this over this last week, I think these five things for me just, just float to the surface. I'm sure, I'm sure there are others. This is not the definitive list. This is just Andrew Renucci's list, right? Um, and I think for, for, for me to experience life and life to the full, I need to experience a sense of security, intimacy, joy, purpose and peace. And I think if I look to the world for these things, superficially I will find them, yes, but they can easily be taken away and I can easily be left feeling disillusioned as a result. I think the enemy would like me to keep searching for these things, for those deeper needs of my soul in the world. But Jesus says, I have come, I have come to offer you life. It's in, and it's in my relationship with him that I actually discover true security. A security that can give away my money because my security isn't founded in my resources. But it's in the one who is, who is always with me. Always with me. Now and forever. That my deep need to be known and loved... is fully met in Jesus. That despite him knowing every thought and every evil motivation, every sinful, everything about me. And if you were to read my book, it'd be pretty ugly. Yet Jesus looks at me and accepts me and loves me. That's life. Be free from the worry of money, to be fully known and fully loved, to be able to experience an inexpressible and glorious joy, no matter what the circumstances, to experience a life with purpose and meaning to the bigger picture, the bigger story, the eternal story, the kingdom of God. And to be not restrained by phobias, but to be able to transcend those phobias and stresses and anxieties with a peace that transcends all understanding. Wow, that's, that's life. Anyone ever ever read a book called The Hiding Place? Corrie Ten Boom. I mean, there's an example. Like, look at her circumstances. She was, if you don't know her, she was in a um, concentration camp right under the Nazis. And yet you look at what, how she writes and you can see security, intimacy, joy, purpose and peace. Well, what is that? She discovered Jesus. She discovered that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, despite her circumstances. And that's the invitation that Jesus has for each one of us. Which of those five areas do you feel you're still looking to in the world to sustain you? Which area would you like this morning to invite Jesus to to take over.
security, intimacy, joy, purpose, peace. As we share communion this morning, can we just enter a time of just silence, of just pondering and just seeking Jesus, the one who is the way, the truth, and the one who wants to offer us life this morning? I would love for you to receive everything that Jesus is wanting to offer you this morning. And he has so much to offer you. The enemy will try and keep stealing from you with falsehoods, false promises. They will only leave you feeling disillusioned. This morning, I invite you to trade those false promises for what Jesus is offering us, which is life, life to the full. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you so deeply for who you are. For being the one to whom we can go to to experience life and life to the full. And I pray that as we take these elements and as we ponder your, your gift to us through your sacrifice, that we wouldn't only just celebrate the reality of, of, of the resurrection and the promise of our own resurrection one day, but we would also celebrate the gift of life here and now. Jesus, please help us to lean into this life that you're offering even more this morning. If we're still seeking out security from the things of this world, God, help us to shift our sense of security to you. Realising that we don't need to worry about our life, what we'll eat or drink or about our body, what we'll wear. Because you will provide. Lord, if we're still trying to seek our deepest needs of intimacy, of, of being known and being loved and knowing others and loving others from relationships around us, God, and we're finding ourselves disappointed, disillusioned. Lord Jesus, please help us to come to you for our primary and greatest need of intimacy so that we can then be free to love others freely. Help us to really experience being fully known and fully loved by you this morning. Lord, we thank you for the gifts of this world and for the joy that we can experience through life and adventure. But help us to also look deeper beyond to that inner experience of joy that comes from knowing that we get to do life with you. Inexpressible and glorious joy. The reality of being adopted as your eternal children.
Lord, in that area of our life where we, where we are yearning for meaning and for purpose. And, and, and though we can find that in the world in some ways, I also thank you, God, that we can find it in a much deeper way in your kingdom as we get to partner with you for noble purposes, for, for your work in the world. So, Jesus, help us to, to realise the ways in which you want to use each one of us for your purposes. Now, that would fill that desire within us make our life count. And lastly, Jesus, for these anxieties that may come and go, fears, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you would descend upon every person, that you would give a deposit of your peace. Lord Jesus, help us just to release our anxieties, and our worries, our concerns, and our fears to you. Lord Jesus, we just, we we trust you with them. And we desire to receive your peace in the midst of whatever circumstances we are dealing with. Lord Jesus, thank you that in you we can discover life and life to the full, here and now in our lived experience and for eternity. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. For more info and all the latest Northside news and events, visit northsidechurch.org.au or download our app today.